You are listening to Open Stance Audio, presented by Cliff Drysdale Tennis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open Stance Audio, the daily tennis podcast. And today, we are here with the day number nine recap, wrap, and preview of day 10. Um, We're in the business end of the tournament, and last night, into the wee hours in Flushing Meadows, we saw probably the match of the tournament, one of the matches of the year. Um, We've got a few matches to cover, but we're going to start with with the match of of note, Rafa Nadal and Dominic Thiem, a five-setter, 7-6 in the fifth. Um, And for those of you that stayed up and watched, you probably saw it was an extremely high level of tennis. Two similar players, in my opinion. If there's any, if there's a right-handed version of Nadal, in not in terms of the way they produce their strokes, but in the way that they try to win points, um, I think Dominic Team is that. Obviously, Team is probably the second best clay court player in the world um, right now. Maybe Djokovic would have something to say about that, but he came out on fire and won the first set six-zero. I had never really seen anyone dominate. You know, Nadal quite like that. Maybe Kyrgios in Cincinnati last year. But, um, you know, he absolutely thrashed him in the first set. But you knew, you knew, you knew Rafa wasn't, wasn't really going to give in that easily. Um, some people I saw were making comments that maybe they thought he was tired or not physically right. But, again, um, you know, it, fatigue has never really been an issue in, in Nadal's career. So, um, a team is probably the fittest guy on the tour outside of Nadal, um, and he was fit all the way through. But it's you know it's very very difficult um, to out physical Nadal because nobody has ever done that in the history of the sport. Um, and the rallies were great. The court the court is slower. It favors both guys. They they have more time to produce their strokes. And the team has very a very long forehand backswing. He can shorten up the backhand as well, but he also needs time on it. Um, and team was dumb, was dictating the match. You know, he, he certainly uh, was the more aggressive player, I would say overall. But Nadal has an ability to be very aggressive in specific opportune moments, and um, you know, he he just forced. It, it's the story of Nadal's career. He forced team to come up with the best, the same shots he would hit at Love Love as he would at six all, and it's not easy to hit a forehand inside out winner um within one inch of the line when there's a when it's that close in the set versus when you're that early in the set and team served for the third set he was up a break in the fourth set he um was on serve in the in the second set when he got broken um and you know he had a lot of opportunities the the match point he had an overhead that he missed by about 20 feet um you know, team played an incredible match, but in the biggest of moments, the the biggest moments, it was Nadal whose percentages at the end of the day um, were going to pay off. And uh, I think that's the story of, of Nadal's career. Is that you know a lot of people talk about how this he's this incredible athlete and competitor and whatnot, um, which he is. But if the the real reason I think he wins all of his matches is that. You know, people don't give it enough credit. He plays the percentage more than any other player ever. You know, he he, and that it's easier for him to play the percentages because he hits more topspin than just about any player ever. Um, but when you hit the ball that high over the net and you're able to swing that aggressively at the ball, it's pretty easy to play the percentages. And 
that's what he did. The big moments he made, he forced Nadal, he forced team to hit the winner. Sometimes team did, sometimes he didn't. It's hard to maintain that over five sets, um, and Nadal gets the win. Um, the most interesting tactic, and I would say why Nadal has gotten back to number one in the world, because players can't figure it out, um, and I'm not sure I can figure it out, uh, is the deep return position. You know, Nadal, anytime he's, I would, he's facing, I would say, even a average to above average server, um, and team is definitely, I would say, an above average server. Not a great server. You know, he hits the ball hard, but he's not a great server. Um, N- Nadal assumes a about 15 to 20 feet um, behind the baseline return position, just about on the lines person. Um, and players have not really figured it out. You know, uh, N- I think Nadal's the only player actually physically strong enough to do it. Other players have tried, and they, they can be successful, but Nadal can get you to neutral on that first return ball, which... Is nearly impossible when you consider he's 20 feet behind the baseline making contact. Um, but again, hitting the ball hard doesn't do any good because Nadal is just gonna doesn't have to move. Um, going out if you you know for a righty you can try to hit the kick serve, but that's gonna play to his forehand, and it also opens up angles on the court. Um, and then you can try and serve him you know wide, which wide on the deuce side is typically the best serve against him. But again. Um, you know, it forces you to kind of hit into the open court. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's just, he has neutralized his weakest shot, which was his return of serve for a long time. Um, and now big servers can't really figure it out because Nadal just stands further back, puts the ball back in court and deep, and the rally starts at neutral or Nadal's already ahead. And so that's the most interesting development, I think, um, in men's tennis over the last year, or last two years, maybe. It's just the inability of players to figure that out. And maybe there is no solution. You know, the, this never would have been possible before with former strings and um, and whatnot. But it is now. And I'll get the win. We'll play Del Potro in the semifinals. Serena Williams also into the semifinals. Uh, the U.S. Open beats Pliskova. Pliskova had an early lead. Um, was up a, Had a point for a double break. Um, was up a break 4-3, and then from that point on, Serena really just dominated the match. Pushkin was too passive in the rallies and absolutely crushed her. Um, in today's quarterfinal, Naomi Osaka continued her incredible run, um, absolutely just blowing past opponents. Today she beats Serenko 6-1, 6-1. Obviously, Serenko was unseated, but uh, maybe a little tired. But again, Osaka, she dropped one set, and that was to Sabalenka, who was playing incredible herself, um, and just Listen to these scores. 6-3-6-2, Then she plays the three-setter with Sabalenka, and then 6-1-6-1. She's absolutely blowing by opponents. And her UTR, which um, universal tennis rating, which takes into account games won, is about to skyrocket because of these results. Um, and then today, today's men's quarterfinal, Kei Nishikori uh, gets revenge on Marin Cilic um, for... Uh, his U.S. Open victory over Nishikori in 2014. K gets the win in five sets um, from two from a set down, and uh, will play the winner of Djokovic and Milman tonight. Um, looking ahead to tomorrow's matches, I know we spent a little bit of time on the recap today, but there were some there were some good ones. You know, tomorrow we get into the women's women's semifinals, um, and it'll be Serena versus Savitsova and Naomi Osaka versus the winner of Madison Keys and Carlos Suarez Navarro. I would say the Keys is the favorite. Um, you know, I think this is an opportunity for Osaka and Keys um, to make the final. Uh, I think it would be a huge upset for Savitsova to beat Serena. I think Serena, um, 
you know, while Savitsova can cause some trouble, maybe cause some trouble with the slice, Serena's playing well, serving well, and I don't see any way she loses that match. Um, and then on the other side, it's just a huge opportunity for Osaka to maybe make her first slam final or for Keys um, to get back to the U.S. Open final and maybe avenge some of the demons from last year, kind of crushing defeat, dominating defeat to Sloane Stevens. So it'll be interesting to see where we go from there. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the tennis. If again, I really appreciate the support on this podcast during the during the tournament. We've had some some great feedback and a lot of, a lot of downloads, so I really appreciate it. And um, we'll see you tomorrow for day ten, recapping the women's quarters um, or looking ahead to the men's men's semis. Sorry, and uh, until then, enjoy the tennis.